ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Hey, it's Jimmy here and I'm standing in an industrial part of the outer suburbs looking for the entrance to what's called a smash room. It's a place where people go to let out their rage. I don't know why they sent me. I don't know anything about being angry. Let's go smash some shit. The Ladies We Need To Talk production team have left our comfortable, padded and soundproofed recording studio to go on a field trip. Outside of our safety zones, we're all wearing hazard overalls, steel-capped boots and hard hats with those full face-protecting visors and we've been given a talk on how to stay safe because we're at a rage room, a place specifically built and designed to allow people to go and let out rage by smashing shit with a baseball bat. Historically, women have been socialised into suppressing our rage. Rage, or anger, is not considered feminine, demure, quiet, nor nurturing. Something like screaming your head off while smashing plates at a rage room would have been frowned upon, seen as unladylike or shameful. Anger has been the emotional property of boys and men, while female rage gets labelled hysteria, or worse, Ah, she must be on her period. If you look into recent political history at, say, Me Too, abortion rights protests and Reclaim the Night rallies, you'll see that women could power whole cities with their anger or burn them to the ground. And it appears there's a gender rage gap. In 2022, the Gallup World Poll, which is the annual snapshot of emotional reactions across 100 countries, found that while both sexes reported similar anger and stress levels in 2012, women's anger levels were on average six points higher than men's by 2022. So we're getting angrier. That gap widens significantly during the pandemic. So what's firing our fury? I'm Yumi Steins, ladies. We need to talk about female rage. didn't really appeal to me as a way to channel and release my pent-up anger. It seemed a little twee, you know, like being placated by a fusty pink cocktail on Mother's Day. Ugh. And also not very eco. But after smashing shit up, that was, to be honest, mostly going to landfill anyway, and really committing, you know, like really throwing my whole pussy into it, I have to admit... It was very invigorating. (laughs) I sweated, I screamed, and at the end, I peeled off my sweaty overalls and felt the steam of body heat come off my skin, and I had a sense that within me, 
a certain equilibrium had been restored. Over the years here at Ladies We Need To Talk HQ, we have received tons of emails from you, our beloved ladies listeners, telling us that you're seething. I watched this movie called Turning Red. (laughs) It had the mother and when she gets really angry, she turns into this, well, it's a spoiler here, but she turns into this giant red panda. And when my kids saw that, they said, that's you. (laughs) When I talk about anger fueling what I do, it's not that I'm, you know, running around screaming at people all day, every day. It's knowing that we deserve better than what's on offer. I'll thump his bonnet, I'll run up and I'll bang on the bonnet. When you're a woman in this world, you get treated a certain way and you tend to just tolerate it. And I'm not tolerating it anymore. (laughs) My partner calls me like I'm an extreme feminist. What what even is that? Sorry that I care. That really pissed me off (laughs) a lot. Why are we always boiling down women to how they look and how they appeal to people? Because women have a lot more substance than that. And it's time that we stopped it. Just stop. I think as compared to men, women tend to be socialised not to express anger so much, to kind of push down those responses. Dr Liz Summerall is a postdoctoral researcher at the University of New South Wales. Dr Liz's research focuses on understanding anger and aggression. When it comes to the kinds of things that make women angry, we often see that they tend to be more systemic injustices. Hey, I think she's talking about the patriarchy. That's not to say that women don't get angry at other things, you know, some idiot driving slowly in the fast lane or or whatever it may be. But I think women's anger tends to be amplified when it comes to issues that particularly pertain to, to gender. Can you give me any examples Oh, well, we're seeing a lot of issues around pay parity, around, you know, the role of women in the home, having to juggle the pressures of family with the pressures of, of work life. And obviously the COVID pandemic really exacerbated a lot of those issues. And we see that a lot of those stresses tend to fall disproportionately on women. And I think that really tends to get women going, understandably. Liz Summerall says that even if those patriarchal structural issues, which are as everyday as the air we breathe, don't make you furious on their own, their accumulation lowers our defences to more petty grievances. They kind of contribute to the build-up of stresses or lower our thresholds to be able to cope with other everyday stresses. Dr Liz says that from the moment we're given our first doll or Tamagotchi, girls are socialised into the caring role and it never stops. Even as toothless old grandmas with tits down to our knees, we're conditioned to nurture and feed and self-sacrifice. An angry woman is seen as something to be feared or ridiculed. The way that we're socialised, you know, society expects women to behave in a particular way. And when our feelings, if we're feeling anger, if that doesn't quite match with the way that I believe that I'm expected to behave, that friction, that that dissonance can create shame. There's kind of a mismatch with how we're feeling and then how we're expected to respond or, or to deal with that feeling. Are there differences in the ways that women and men express their anger? 
there are definitely differences in the way that women express their anger. Often that takes the form of more muted or passive expressions. You might see passive aggression or behaviours like uh, spreading rumours or more inadvertent expressions of anger, whereas when we look at men, their displays of, of anger are much more overt. So I'm picturing like a little boy and a little girl and the exact same accident has occurred, you know, a spill or a broken toy. The girl is socialised to what to grieve or to tut-tut and the boy is allowed to kick the toy away and shout and rage. Yeah, I, d- I don't think it's necessarily that the, the women are, are socialised to grieve but rather to feel what they might be feeling but keep that internal to themselves. Right. You know, we're in the human, we feel what we feel. Yeah. But I think the differences here lie not in the feeling of it but in the expression of it. What Dr Liz is saying here totally backs up what you all have been telling us about those systemic injustices that are making us ladies quibber with anger. The role of women in society, I'm not seeing that changing. 61 years of being on this planet, you know, I'm still cooking and shopping and washing and doing, you know, most of the domestic chores. That makes me really annoyed. I'm just uh, sick of being that angry feminist or or people using the word feminist in the wrong context, like man-hater or something like that. Any time where you feel you're being belittled, you know, I'm triggered by lots of male behaviour, like um, not being listened to or being talked over when you're sort of meeting a man who you want to become friends with and you know that there's this undercurrent he keeps kind of edging towards just wanting to get in your pants. Throughout history, you see it all the time or people, you know, they joke like, oh, shut up, period, or something like that. Like, I'm just angry, you know? Just there's so many reasons and it's hard to listen to the news or anything without getting mad. It's always women at the bottom end of things and there's, there's just plenty to be angry about. Wherever you look, you know, you get into a taxi and the taxi driver hits on you. It's an ongoing state of being. I want you to meet Lee. She's 49, a mum to three preteen and teenage girls, and she's recently gone through a separation. She's also furious, and her rage has gotten her into a bit of strife. I remember my um, daughter was at a, a playgroup. The person who organised it had said she was going to do this excursion. <laughs> And she she changed her mind. Like she decided, oh, we, she didn't have enough people going. And she said, oh, I'm cancelling it now. It made me so angry. <laughs> and when I got angry, I just slammed my hand on this table and I just said, this is not fair. And I just remember losing it at her. And she was like, oh, you know, you're threatening me and all this stuff. And I, and I just couldn't control it. And I remember just storming out and I was called into the principal's office. I think that's what I do when I experience that really sort of volcanic rage I just have to hit something or like a I don't hit the kids or anything but I you know like a a table or something just to release that anger you know just to sort of put a exclamation mark on it I don't know and um it makes me look violent it makes it look worse so you've described this situation where you know things didn't go according to the plans but it would seem to me that maybe there was an underlying anger I've sort of felt I've always done the work and the background and, oh, you know, like I've always worked quite hard in whatever job I did and everything. But, you know, I always thought 
like other people getting, you know, the advancements or whatever. And when I had kids, you know, I was just, you know, I sacrificed so much for them. You know, I didn't work for years and looked after them. And then, you know, I felt, you know, all this, like, you know, like all my sacrifices were like unacknowledged. No one was listening to me or I could never have my say or, you know, it didn't really matter. It was just very um, frustrating, I guess. And I don't want to be that person. Looking at rage is, you don't hear about it much in terms of female rage. I felt that for a while being like an Asian female, like I don't get an opportunity to sort of express rage very much in society. Like, I, I don't want to just say Asian female, I want to say just female, period. I've just found there have been times when I've, you know, like I, I have children and everything and you, there's this perception that you've got to be this sort of person who's in control all the time or even raising your voice or anything. And and it just just ends up sort of backlogging in my system and, I, and then I get these explosions of rage. State of the world, climate collapse, sexism, racism, the gender pay gap, real estate agents, incompetent workmates getting promotions ahead of you, your toxic ex, footpath hogs, people who wear too much perfume, they're all valid reasons to rage, right? But what happens when those annoyances collide with a monthly dip in the hormonal roller coaster, talking about your period, or the more trench like drop that we call perimenopause? I had the story of a lady who was very much the well-to-do woman who would never swear. Dr Jayshree Kulkarni is a professor of psychiatry and director of the Health Education Research Centre at Monash Uni. And she described that as she became enraged, she would be swearing like anything. And she said, I'd be standing there on the escalator in a shopping centre and I'd be wanting to push everybody down the stairs because they wouldn't get out of my way. And then she'd laugh and say, I've never felt like that before. Jayshree's been studying the effects of hormones on women's mental health and our rage levels for over 20 years. I've had many women who come and they say, look, I just don't get what's going on with me. I've never had anything like this before. And I don't feel like I'm completely in charge of what's happening. And uh, also they will describe it as all going away quite suddenly as well. Dr Kulkarni says that there are a couple of times in our menstrual cycles and in our life cycles that hormonal rage can become an issue for women. There's the premenstrual dysphoric disorder, which is a dumb name. It's a major depression that occurs in some women, up to about 10 to 15% of the reproductive age group of women. And it happens once a month. And once a month, the symptoms can be of a depression where the person feels really sad or moribund and can't get out of bed. They just don't have energy. But they can also have an accompanying rage where she feels really hostile and irritated and bites and sort of snaps and snarls at anything. Dr Kulkarni says that the other time when uncharacteristic anger is a symptom for women is... Drumroll, please. Our old mate, perimenopause. Many women describe the onset of menopause from their mid-40s onwards with 
mood and cognition and rage symptoms. And it's, again, due to the same sort of factor but much more, which is fluctuations in those hormones, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, but particularly estrogen. So how do we know if we need to start getting some professional help for our rage issues? I see a number of women who are very clear about their own selves. They've lived in their bodies for some 45, 50 years. They have run households, they've run businesses, they've run relationships, they're looking after elderly parents, but they know a thing or two about themselves. And so I would never ever be suggesting treatment, whatever that is, for somebody who's just angry. It's more about when she says, I don't like this. This is bothering me. I don't like it that I'm yelling at my kids. I don't like it that I am yelling at my partner. You know, it's the subjective descriptor that the woman has that this is not something that she wants. And then we can look at, okay, what's going on? But it's got to come from her. When Dr Jayshree Kulkarni talks about treatment, it's often in the form of the contraceptive pill, which can be especially helpful for PMDD. So contraception is kind of like taking control of the cycle from the outside with the pill. The pill is very, very useful because what it does is it stops the big fluctuations in the normal cycle and just keeps the fluctuations in estrogen and progesterone down to a minimum. But she says proceed with caution. We do suggest to women that they talk carefully about which pill they would like to use because they're not all the same, but there's lots and lots of pills on the market. And some have got quite awful progesterones in them and they're called progestins when they're synthetic. And these progestins can actually cause depression in some women. So how are we supposed to deal with all this rage we've got bubbling away under the surface? Like, is it okay to go and smash some stuff or to sit alone in your car with the windows wound up and just scream your head off? If she's safe, if everyone around her is safe, if that's what she wants to do, then what's the harm in that? I also think that, though, the stiff upper lip sort of culture has led to a kind of fear of anger in women especially, and this... I think is the other side of where we don't want to pathologise anger. You know, there's nothing wrong with anger as in emotion. People use it, can use it. It, it can be a, a sort of activated depression sometimes, but it can also be that it's a justified anger about some injustice. Dr Kulkarni says that we have to get used to the fact that having all types of emotions is part of the human condition. It's not something that we should all be scared of or particularly that women should not be condemned for being emotional. It is human and it's a good thing as long as there's no harm attached. If women are considered crazy for expressing their rage, well, I'm sorry to put it so bluntly, but no one cops that judgement more than a black woman. Hi, my name is Professor Chelsea Wadigo. I'm a Mananjali and South Island woman and Executive Director of QUT's Grumba Institute and I'm a mum of five beautiful children. 
Professor Watergo talks about the stereotype of the angry black woman in her book Another Day in the Colony. We're always cast as the backbone of our community. No, we're the front line of our community. We just don't get celebrated in the same way that others do. We don't get cast as courageous. We're cast as crazy. And that's the racialized and gendered violence that we experience as Aboriginal women who dare, dare to express human emotion like anger and rage. We're cast as irrational, but I think what's irrational is not to be angry at this time, at this moment. I think that particularly black women, women of colour experience, when we express our rage, that we are cast as caricatures almost, that we have no control, that we are mentally unstable, you know, that we're pathologised in all these violent ways just for being human. Do you think that for years previously, Indigenous women have felt the need to suppress their rage? There are consequences to black women who express their rage that are far more violent than any white woman who expresses rage. And so I understand that there's a reality to this and I think people don't realise that every day black fellas are suppressing rage just to get on at work. So there are so many things that we let go in order to get by and so when it does show in the most visible of ways... It's because we've just had enough. The way Chelsea talks about her own big feelings is, quite frankly, refreshing. There's great joy in rage. I think people don't often see that. And so I find great joy in the intellectual work I get to do. I find joy in the resistance. So much of my writing, so much of my intellectual work has come from a place of rage. And it's, it's not this unbridled anger. It comes from a place of love for my people, a stubborn desire for justice. And that's where that rage comes from. And it is the fuel that keeps me in the fight. Because if I, if I wasn't angry, then I wouldn't do anything. And I think that's what makes me wild about people casting anger and rage as unproductive emotions. Can you describe what's going on in your body when you're feeling rageful? Yeah, I I get energy from rage and it compels me into action, whether that's intellectually, politically, legally, whatever. Professor Chelsea, you talked about how internalising rage screws you up. Can you Mm -hmm. explain that to us? Well, when we don't express rage, when we don't express our anger, it's trapped in our bodies and it rents space in our head and we start to believe that it's, you know, all all of our making, if I just done this, if I just do that, and it does find its way out in, you know, horrible ways. If you don't express it in your workplace, then guaranteed it's coming to the kitchen table at home. So I'd rather be angry at the state than my children. I would rather direct my anger at those who are responsible for the violence, not to those who I love the most. And I think that that's, yeah, when people say, oh, you know, anger and rage, you've got to be careful. No, no, you, you, you have to express them, just like you express love and joy and every other emotion. It's when we repress it that that's when it eats us up like a cancer. I want justice. I want to live. 
I want to survive. I want to be fully human. I just want all these things that everyone else gets to have. It's just bizarre to me how we still, you know, it's 2023 and we still have to justify the right for Aboriginal women to feel anger and rage as a human emotion. is a natural emotion for all people, not just those with testicles. <laughs> and listen, it annoys me when hormones are blamed for our rage when perhaps it's the excess of mediocre men in our lives that's pushing us to absolute fury. Next time you're feeling a little rageful, instead of trying to squash it down, internalise it or wish it away, maybe you can focus it to motivate you to do some good make some change in the world. Or you could just let it out and remember to throw your whole goddamn pussy into it. (laughs) This podcast was produced on the lands of the Gundungurra and Gadigal peoples. Ladies We Need to Talk is mixed by Anne-Marie de Betancourt. It's produced by Hannah Achelis. Supervising producer is Alex Lolbach and our executive producer is Kyla Slavin. This series was created by Claudine Ryan. We'd love to hear more about what's making you cranky or rageful. Send us an email at ladies at abc.net.au.